Well, I had one uh, sermon prepared, actually. I'd, I'd forgotten it was Pentecost. I was asked to preach uh, a few um, weeks ago, and I didn't make the connection. I should have done, because I uh, normally run a, a big party in the square with all the churches on Pentecost Sunday. So I should have known today was Pentecost Sunday, but I'd forgotten. So I prepared one sermon. And then someone reminded me this week it's Pentecost Sunday, and I thought, well, I've just got to preach on Pentecost, so I've had to scrap the other sermon, uh, and so that we're going to talk about but something that's really, really important to us today. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, you know you can be told that something's going to happen, and you can be ready for it in some ways, but you're always surprised uh, when it actually turns up. I mean, I think this pandemic is a is a prime example because. The scientists and the, the, the filmmakers have been telling us something's going to happen like this. But when it happened, how many of us were ready? Well, our governments weren't ready. Personally, we weren't ready. And, you know, Jesus, throughout his whole life, uh, was, was telling his disciples about things that were going to happen, but they never really understood what it meant. I mean, he kept on telling them he was going to die, but when he did, they were absolutely shattered. He kept telling them that he was going to rise again. But actually, when that happened, they weren't expecting it. They they were just all scattered. They, they just couldn't believe that it was going to happen the way that it did. And Jesus had been talking about the Holy Spirit right from the beginning of his ministry. In fact, John the Baptist, before Jesus uh, even started to preach, was saying that Jesus was going to come and he was going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so Jesus then later on was talking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit. Nicodemus, remember, he talked to him one night and said, you've got to be born of water and the Spirit. And then uh, on the last night before he died, he was telling us he was going to give them a comforter that was going to be with them forever. But they didn't really know what that was going to mean for them. And I guess that's like that. I mean, if you have had a, a surprise birthday party, you know, you knew a birthday was coming. But when the birthday party actually happened, you had no idea, no concept of what it was going to be like. And we can be like that. You know, some of us have no idea what it might mean for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, for his disciples, they knew that this is what Jesus had said. And they, he told them they had to wait in Jerusalem until this uh, event occurred. They had no real knowledge of what it was, but they learned that they had to trust the words of Jesus. You know, so much of what they'd done, they'd messed up, they got it wrong, but this time they were determined not to mess it up. And so I've got three questions for you this morning, because I don't know about you, but, but you need, you should, you must be filled with the Holy Spirit. There is no better thing that we can do in our lives. We must experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So I have three questions for you this morning, which may result in you being clear, clearing things out so that you can receive the Holy Spirit today. Firstly, are you obedient? You know, the disciples waited for these 10 days uh, whilst uh, the, the Holy Spirit, before the Holy Spirit came, every morning they must have got up and thought to themselves, would it be today? And then perhaps every evening they went to sleep and thinking, oh, have we missed it? As, as it's, it doesn't seem to have happened. But they were determined to be obedient to the words that God had given them. And Peter uh, was always getting in trouble. Peter, one of the disciples, was always getting in trouble 
uh, with the uh, with the authorities and having to speak about the, uh, uh, the the reasons for his faith. And he was up in front of the Jewish Sanhedrin, the Jewish council, one day. And he said this right to them. He says, Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than men. And then he also says, he says, we are witnesses of all these things that have happened. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. I remember when I was at university, I had a friend, uh, his name was Dave, and Dave wanted to receive the Holy Spirit. He's quite desperate to receive the Holy Spirit. But the thing was, he had one real big issue in his life that he knew was wrong, which he wasn't prepared to give up. And that was so hard because we prayed for him, but nothing ever happened. And I wonder whether there is something like that in your life today, something you've wanted to hold on to. You say, God, I can't let this go. Do you know, if you can't or won't let it go, then it's going to be really impossible for you to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, that doesn't mean say you've got to be perfect before you can receive the Holy Spirit. None of us are perfect. If that was the criteria, none of us would be filled. And in fact, when you get filled with the Spirit, because he is the Holy Spirit, he'll start showing you things that you never even knew were wrong. And clean you up inside in a way you never did. And sometimes we need the Holy Spirit to come and actually break a bondage, break a, a, a chain that's around us. But we've got to be prepared to let it go as much as we possibly can. Are you prepared to obey God today and do what he asks? I'm sure many of you heard of Jackie Pullinger, the wonderful lady who, who served uh, God in, in Hong Kong amongst the dr drug addicts there. Uh, and she uh, learned very quickly that in order to get her drug addicts free from the, the drug addiction, she encouraged them to ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, then that uh, unleashed a whole uh, you know, blessing in their lives. But they found many of them went through cold turkey without any, any, um, any negative feelings at all. Amazing things were happening. Are you prepared to obey God? Will you let go of what is binding you today? And so your first thing is to obey. The second thing is, are you open? You know, sometimes we, we think about the Holy Spirit. I mean, what was it happened? They had tongues of fire that came down upon them. It was the sound of a rushing mighty wind that flew through the house. I mean, some of these things might frighten you. And some of these things might make you think, I don't want to experience anything weird or unusual. But, it, but when you experience the Holy Spirit, he is the Holy Spirit and he brings you into contact with spiritual things. And, and some of those things are unusual to our minds, but they are perfect gifts who come from our loving Heavenly Father. I remember years ago knowing an amazing lady called called Kay, she was um, an old lady, about in her 70s, I think, and she'd been in the Church of England all her life. She was a typical Church of England lady, hat and all, and she would not receive the Holy Spirit because she didn't want to be undignified. She felt it was belief to do it. Uh, but, but, but her hunger to be filled with the Holy Spirit overcame her, her lack of dignity, and, and so she gave in. She gave in to the Holy Spirit. I always remember the day after she was filled with the Holy Spirit, she rang the pastor up and she said, how do I stop speaking in tongues? I just can't. 
it was an amazing thing. She just just found that that was something that was just a release in her. So are you open? Will you let uh, God's Holy Spirit fill you, no matter what the results are? Because he comes with good gifts. Don't you remember that he said once, when Jesus was teaching on the Holy Spirit, he said, ask if you shall receive. And he says, you, you, your, your fathers, many of you, he said, even though you fathers, he said, you're pretty evil law. He was, Jesus was quite straightforward sometimes. He said, you're a pretty evil law. He said, but you, evil people, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask him? It's a good gift that he wants to give you. And then thirdly, are you on side? Is it not, not a good, I, I tried to do all three things with an O here, um, um, obedient. Are you um, open and are you on side? I, I, I hope you don't mind that. But by one side, basically, what I mean here is: Are you united? Are you of one mind? Because there are three things here that I want to just draw out from this uh, account of, of, of the, uh, the day of Pentecost, which showed how they were one in what they were doing. So, firstly, they were one in meeting. They were one in meeting. They were all together, it said, in one place, with one accord. Do you know, it's really important that we are, we are one place. Do you remember on the night of the resurrection, there was one of the disciples who wasn't there, Thomas, and he missed it out. And he spent a whole week worrying or, you know, not knowing what the rest of the disciples had actually experienced. All I love is that in that there's a list in the first chapter of Acts and it lists all the people that were still there waiting and Thomas was there. He was determined not to miss out on this amazing thing that was going to happen. And now I'm not saying to you, you've got to go to every meeting that there is. You know, sometimes we leaders have so many meetings and, uh, and we get distracted, upset sometimes and people don't always turn up. Do you know, but what's important is that are you prepared to turn up where the Holy Spirit is going to be? Is that something that is important to you? Are you one in meeting? You know, there is a blessing where people gather together. The Psalm 133 says that there is a blessing on the unity that comes when everyone is together. So are you one in meeting? Will you be there? Will you gather? I know at the moment we can't gather like we want to gather as, as, as a church, but will you gather with people online in any way, in a group, in some way? Will you be with them and so that you can gather together with one accord and the Holy Spirit can come? Are you one? The second thing, in ministry. You know what happened is as soon as the um, disciples um uh, were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were out on the streets. They were ministering together to the people, telling them the good news about who Jesus was and what he'd come to do. Do you know, it's very, very easy for us. When we, when we, sometimes when we hear the gospel presented to us, it's all about me, what it can do for me, how it's going to make me feel, how it's going what, what, you know, am I going to you know, have nice goosebumps down my spine or whatever? But, you know, the filling of the Holy Spirit is not about me. It's about there are those other people out there. It's about serving Jesus. If what you want is just a nice little comfortable experience, you've missed the boat. You've missed the point. 
Are you one in ministry? Are you wanting with the, with the whole church to go out there and start to tell people about who Jesus is? Do you know, when I first got filled with the Spirit, I, I remember it so clearly. I just went around telling people, this is just an amazing thing. So are you wanting it to be one in ministry with people? And finally, are you one in mission? Because Jesus said in, in the, the last words that he ever said while he was on the earth, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And when he was talking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit, he said to them, you're going to be witnesses, be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and, and all throughout the earth. You know, sometimes we want to have a quiet, nice, peaceful life. But, you know, Jesus didn't have a nice, quiet, peaceful life, and neither did his disciples. Of the 11 uh, disciples who were left after Pentecost, 10 of them, we know, were martyred, and the other one was, was held in exile. So the, the point is not, am I going to have an easy, nice life? Jesus never promised us an easy, nice life. And the, you just look at the account of how the disciples lived and worked in those first few years that they, they were they were just exposed to so many difficulties, so many dangerous things, and yet in the middle of it, the brightness of the Holy Spirit shone. They saw miracles, they saw signs, they saw amazing things happen because they weren't worried about their own position. They weren't worried about their own security or their own comfort. What they realized that they had to be one in mission and that they needed to go out and do the work. So if you are hungry today to, to work in mission for Jesus, then you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. So three things that we need to do, all beginning with, uh, first of all, um, are you obedient? Then are you open? And then are you on side? And I just want to pray for us all right now. If you're there this morning saying, Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit, then I'd love you to join in with this prayer with me right now. Because God is longing to fill you with his Holy Spirit. The, the barriers are in us and not in him. And so this morning, let us ask God for his gift of the Holy Spirit that he promised would be for us and for everyone who asks him. So if you just want to just to raise a hand just this morning, just to raise a hand like this to say, Lord, I'm open, I'm ready, I'm willing, I'm obedient. So, and just pray this prayer with me. Lord, I want to be filled with your spirit. I need to be filled with your spirit. Lord, take my fears away. Lord, I release myself. And Lord, as you release me, I will be obedient to your call. I will go wherever you send me. But Lord, right now I receive the power of the Holy Spirit filling me in every part. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. It will be with us every step of the way. 
Thank you, Lord. Amen. And just remember, if you've prayed that prayer, Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. So if you've asked today, believe that you've received and you will experience the power of God's Holy Spirit amongst you. God bless you this morning.